It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in to episode number one of Jobbing Out, as in there's only one thing that really needs to be said this week. Hello, Aaron. This is Nigel McGuinness. Let's be honest. What a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless that man. God bless that man. All right. I think that's the best one so far. It's really good. It's wait, really wait, wait. Did good. We, get, we got, didn't we get uh, a woman to. So, oh, who, who was did the we, woman? And it was somebody we loved too, wasn't it? It was somebody yeah, you we You and gen- I were doing the interview, and Aaron wasn't there. Right? Oh, my and word. Who was it? Who was it? Oh, I can't it was even remember. Really good. I know it was someone we were genuinely excited to talk to, and she was great. We were having a great conversation, and it she wasn't Dana Brooke. Who was it? Oh, it's gonna drive uh, me nuts. It's gonna drive me nuts. It's been a while since we've actually had a guest on this show. That's on me. I'm sorry. I'll get back into that at some point. Uh, it was supposed to. Dean was supposed to come on last week, but he ended up getting caught up in Charlotte. Um. Oh, it's going to drive me. Yeah, it was a really good one. Yeah, it was a really good one. I got to track that one down again. I got to track that one down again. But yes, thank you to uh, Nigel McGinnis for that. Ah, that was spectacular. All right, uh, jobbing out uh, Glenn Clark, of course, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and the main event. We'll check in with us a little bit later on as well. Was it Velvet Sky? Was that who it was? Maybe. I thought it was a WWE person. All right. All right. I'll, I'll check again in a second. Like, maybe they weren't on the current roster, but they were, like, yeah, mostly a maybe. WWE person. Maybe. You might be right. All but right. We haven't even talked to that many women, so I don't know how many. I don't know who it was. Uh, yeah. Early on, we talked. I feel like every week we're getting a woman. We've had on, more. Yeah. When, when we've had WWE no, I mean, guests. Like, that, that Glenn and I would have just talked to Right. Not exactly. Yeah. When we've had WWE guests, they've almost always been women. It's a weird, like, we can right. have Except Charlotte. the one time we got the Miz. And we did get the Miz, right? And no, then, that was with Summer Rae. <laughs> that was with Summer Rae. That's exactly right. It was the Miz and Summer Rae. But like, they're like, you can have Naomi and you can have Charlotte and you can have like, this is great. I love Alexa Bliss. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I'm all for it. Like, it's just weird the way that it's worked out. Like, very strange the way that that's worked out over the years. All right, um, let's uh, let's get into it. As AJ is going to join us later to make our picks for Extreme Rules, which I, you know what was it, Jericho. Am I think, like, no, we didn't have no, and we didn't. No. And Aaron wasn't able to do it, despite the fact that he booked it, which is the right. funniest <laughs> thing ever. Aaron booked Chris Jericho. I thought it was Jericho. I thought we got Jericho to say it. I don't think we did. No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'll double check, but I don't think we did. That interview was uh, so short that it was great, though. We did. We. Like I mean, the the, the Gilbert That's one will true. always be one of my favorite ones. Um, I got uh, I'll dig into it, Brandon. I promise. I'll dig into okay. it. Okay. Um, and when I say I promise, what I really mean is if I get the chance, <laughs> if I get a minute during the course of the week, I'll dig into it. So we'll save a lot of WWE talk for later on because we're going to make our Extreme Rules picks. Are there are there any Extreme Rules matches on the card for Extreme Rules? I don't think so. Okay. Not yet, but, you know, they'll shoehorn one in. You'd like to hope. 
You'd like to hope that will be the case. It's so extreme, there won't be any That's pretty effing extreme. Like, that couldn't be... They uh, should make the Roman Reigns match extreme. Oh, wait, wait. Apparently, they announced on Twitter that Roman and Finn is an Extreme Rules match. Well, good, good, because that's the one that should be, I think. Of course, that does also ruin the ability to have Brock Lesnar (laughs) just come out and end the match without there being... It could make the Demon win the title. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to guess not. (laughs) Just going to guess that's not the case. All right. um, Before we do that, let's talk a little bit about um, Rampage Grand Slam, which they were treating like a pay-per-view so much so that they didn't bother to do anything on, uh, not Rampage Grand Slam, Dynamite Grand Slam. (laughs) Well, they're doing Rampage Grand Slam, too, for what it's worth. They uh, treated it like a pay-per-view so much so that they didn't bother to do anything on Dynamite last week. And, I mean... uh, Aaron, I'll let you be the judge because you're the one that is most likely to push back even though you know I'm right about all the things that I say. Was this as much of a dud as I thought it was? I didn't think it was a dud. I thought the matches were good. I mean, well, what do you – I mean, when you say a dud, what do you I, mean by I a dud? I think they built up like this was going to be a mega super show, and what we got out of it was one really good match that didn't get a finish, and you know, for as good as the match was, don't get me wrong, it was a really good match – that's the way it works. When you do that match and don't have a finish, you're going to leave a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and then you have a bunch of other stuff that was, you know, basically just any other dynamite to me. Um, I, I think that's fair. I, I would say that the matches I thought were better than your average dynamite. Which, I, I which enjoyed ones? the women's match. I, I enjoyed did, I'm going to take the, 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 I, the, the, the Cody, the the, Cody I, match was... I'm going to end up sounding like Brandon about this. I thought the women's match was awful. I thought, and maybe I'm just overthinking the finish too much, like, there was nothing there. It was a waste of building up. And and look, I get it. We always know this. If you win one of these things, nothing's going to come from it. I understand that. But you try to build up Ruby Soho as this thing, and then, like, you have all this distraction for what purpose? You didn't have... Britt Baker do anything underhanded after all the distractions. The point of the distraction is it was terrible, and it didn't even look good. Like it, 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 and they gave the match too much time. It was they tried. They were this was their version of like grandstanding the women into the main event because that's what the other show's doing. Like maybe I mean maybe it felt really it felt really forced now. That being said, I agree with the positioning of everything. If you're going to end that other match the way you did, you can't put that last. Right, exactly. Particularly when the entire crowd boos the finish. Um, So, I don't know, man. I I didn't think that match. I mean, that match, you were right to say that you sound like me because that's exactly why I was down on (laughs) this whole thing to begin with of everyone thinking that Ruby Soho was a big deal is because that wasn't a big deal and there was nothing about that match that warranted the hype of the show and the main event of the said show. Again, it to me it was fine. The match was fine. It, it yeah. was fine with a really bad finish, but it wasn't better than fine. It was just fine with a really bad and finish. It was the main event of a show that you built up as like Right. A- and show. and so much so I don't think this would bother me as much if they hadn't spent the last couple weeks trying to declare 
that this was our this was the pay per view version of a dynamite, and literally to the point where we sat here last week and said they're announcing they're not doing anything until they get to New right. York. And so it, when you it, get to New the York, go, it, it's the go home show for the pay per view, right? And then, but you better do something when you get to New York. And what did you do? You, you I, I come out of this whole night saying to myself, like, and this is more. I, this isn't even about my like normal AEW criticism. This is just the criticism of the show. What'd you do the whole night? You put over an octogenarian again. Okay. Well, that's what they've been doing since he arrived. All they've done is tell you how much more important an octogenarian is than anything else that's on their card. So why not put over an octogenarian again in front of a crowd in New York? Why wouldn't you do that? That's exactly what AEW does. So they did that again. Um, and that wasn't a good match. It was fine. It was they did what they needed to do in order to try to protect what it is they're doing in that situation. That you could argue the Cody Malachi Black match was the 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 you know if 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 and it it wasn't the best match you can because obviously the Kenny match was of course the best right. match it was just yes. the best but match it was with, it was it was a much better match than I thought it would out of Cody coming back um, I thought it, I thought that was I actually thought this was a great match yeah for for, for serving the purpose it was supposed to serve but, not like I, I and I thought the uh, as opposed to the women's match I thought the uh, finish was actually really smart I'm there. gonna I'm gonna disagree because and only not. In, let me do this in a vacuum. In a vacuum, sure, it works, but you know what it's really doing. But it's kicking the can down the hall. Exactly but, right. And so that's here's, yeah. here's the only reason, like in this case, because Malachi does have the clean win over Cody in addition to the dirty win you over think Cody. They're gonna let Cody Rhodes walk away from a feud in which he lost because somebody spit in his face when he was winning the match. Do you actually <laughs> believe that, Aaron? I, I I think they've set it up where they can. No, now they're they going to what they is the point of so doing it? If they weren't doing that, why do it that way? Why? Make sure Malachi Black is still doing heelish stuff. I'm okay with heels doing heelish things. I, I mean, well, I'm... hold on, but hold on. We have to acknowledge what happened before he spit in his face. The oh, Cody well, was the, winning. The fact that the crowd completely. No, Cody Rhodes hit the fucking ref, and they. <laughs> oh yeah, well that too. Yeah, he punched the referee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is wait a second? Did he though? I thought oh, that yeah. was. Oh yeah, he he gave him a backhand. He said, "Stop telling me what to do." And oh, he oh that that okay that yeah, yeah, yeah okay all right. He one hundred and, and it, and it yeah. was like the accidental. I'm just swinging. yeah, yeah. It was all right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was gonna say he one hundred percent made a disqualification level hit at the referee. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I I would be able to appreciate that more if one of two if if they had just let Malachi Black have a clean win and they were moving on from it that would be a great moment for AEW right like that would be a sign of hey we get it we've been effing this up for a long time sorry that they didn't do that is an announcement of mm, you know what we're doing I mean come on like come on you re- you really think. That we're gonna have Cody Rhodes bow down to Malik. You really think that's gonna be something that's gonna happen here? But I have to. But I have to say, every time Cody gets pinned, I'm still fine with it for the time being. Yeah, in a vacuum, but, but, right? In a vacuum, I can say right. it was the match was good, and the result is correct. The problem is knowing how they got the result makes you realize. 
this isn't really the story they're telling. They're 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 waiting. There's another story that they're going to tell at some point, wherever that is. And I don't I don't know when that's going to be, but they're going to do it that way because that's what they do. Because they're always going to choose to protect Cody Rhodes eternally. They will always and forever make that choice that Cody must be protected and exalted above everyone else. Which is why he literally had to rise out of the effing ground like he was Jesus Christ to come out to the <laughs> ring. Can after that crowd though. Can they run that match back? They can go on, you know, they can pre- go on pretending, but that's. I mean, they could run it back if if, if Malachi Black's going over. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you you run I'd whatever. Very, you're yeah, I mean, you can run it back in Minneapolis. Like how? Yeah, I don't Earth, know. Yeah, you can't. You're Earth you're. Can you do that match? Oh well, yeah, maybe Norfolk, Virginia. Right, you're comparing a crowd in New York. In New but we, York, but we know this crowds feed off of other crowds. If but, this well, becomes hold on, the cool let, thing, no. No, Glenn's right about this. We're being unfair because it was Chicago, right? Yes. In New York. You're talking. The the, you can do things in Middle America that you can't do when you're in a crowd in New York. They can absolutely, you know, have Cody Rhodes save somebody in the week leading, you know, be a hero again, be a white knight. Well, all, and they, then- all they have to do is have Malachi Black kick Brandy in the face, and then it's it flips it. Yeah. Or them- beat up Arn. <laughs> well, because you know it's that, totally that unacceptable. Totally unacceptable to be physical towards a sixty-year-old. <laughs> it's just not something we do in AEW, as you know. We never see that. So let's talk more about Sting. Um, Jesus Christ! Look, I, you know, again, was it the, was the match good? The match was good, and it's the same thing I say about the Daniel Bryan, the Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. It was an incredible match. It was a wonderful match. That. That how do you react to that? It was but awkward when they had CM Punk come out and try to keep putting that match over after the furor of an entire crowd to not doing a finish. I felt bad for CM Punk to be left in that place, to have to come out there and be like, boy, I'm glad I don't have to follow that when everybody's like, give us, en- we're furious right now. Like, we don't want to talk about it any longer. Don't bring up that match. We're pissed off. Why would you do that? It was a very difficult spot to put somebody in. And I, 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 there's a weird thing where, like, if you're going to have time limits on matches in your company, you do sometimes have to have the matches end, right? Like, or else what's the point of the time limit? If you're, if you're going to announce a time limit and you're never going to have a, a draw occur, then, then never announce a time limit, right? Like, why is that part of what you do? But you also realize there's no real reason to have the time limit other than do get yourself out after you've booked yourself into a corner. That's the only actual reason to have time limits, and there's nothing good that comes from that. And, and the funny thing is, all the tr- quote-unquote traditionalists that have, you know, JR being the ringleader of all of them, love time limits and love that whole trope and love it. And and it's like, it's evidence of something that WWE actually has done that's smart, which is get rid of that, because what's the point of it? Like you just said, like, you know, they do a million other dumb things when they book themselves into a corner, but at least that one they took they took away from themselves so they don't do it. You know what I mean? And I, I, I've always agreed with the no time limit thing because, like, that that was back when we were trying to still tell everybody this was real, right? Like, hey, there's a time limit right. because these guys can't fight forever. Um, and, and how else would you explain a match that, you know essentially like you could how could you always predict that all these matches are going to be over in 10 or 15 minutes you know what i mean so we have to have this time limit to make sure that that the show is only a couple hours long or whatever 
and that's obviously not a thing anymore, you know? So I think that was the only other purpose is to make it look more real. And whether you like it or not, like, that's not what we need. Like, we don't need that anymore to, we don't need to trick people into thinking this is real. That's not a thing. The funny thing is that in, you know, going back to in a bubble versus overarching thing, in a bubble, it was actually probably the smart decision. It was that, you know, they fought and there was no finish. It wasn't even like the, tip, you know, the typical time limit draw is, you know, Danielson would have had right. Kenny Hook in the cattle one, mutilation. Two, or, yeah, right. right. Yeah, or, or, or whatever. But this was simply, they wrestled, neither guy had the advantage, we're going to have another match down the line. So in a bubble, it was actually probably the smart booking decision. But when you're building your entire show around that, and when this, this when that was the you know dream encounter that we're waiting for, it's not the right time to use it. Yep. Oh, don't get me don't get me wrong. If you're doing this match, this is the right ending. I'm just right. I just I just don't know how I feel about them doing the match. Right. This this yeah. comes off. It comes off very forced. It comes off very. Hey, we decided to go to New York, and then we blew all of the things that were going to be big that we were going to try to hold for New York because everybody knew about them. So, like, we can't introduce Adam Cole, we can't introduce Daniel Bryan. We like already did all that stuff. So, CM Punk's already back. By so. the way, in, in retrospect, how stupid does that look? Like, they should have kept at least one of those things for this show. And then you maybe feel a little bit differently about it. Yeah, I mean, you the, know? if the end of the night, if if the end of the show in New York is Daniel Bryan coming out, like, yeah, you, you know, it's a little bit different. Or, or right? you have the match, and at, at the end of that match, Adam Cole comes out. Yeah. So, you know, you, yeah. Something along those lines. Something that was big. There was just nothing, there was nothing big, and it left you with this, like, empty taste in your mouth of... And and I get that the argument that they have attempted to make is that nothing matters as long as the matches are good. Like, they've made that very clear. They've said a billion times, faces and heels don't matter. Storylines don't matter. Nothing matters. All that matters is if the matches are good. And it's the same thing that we've said the entire... That's not true. Like, good matches are great. I'm, there's nothing but complaining about good matches. But to pretend like that's all professional wrestling is, is just good matches is is lunacy it's not just wrong it's insanity to suggest that that's the case and this is part of the problem that you do all of if you're gonna give me this and tell me it matters and tell me it's big and we're doing it in new york and our first trip to new york and we're gonna punt on a week of shows leading up to it because we need to make sure you understand just how big new york is and now here's nothing you get what you get it's a professional wrestling problem it's not unique to AEW. it's this exists all the time. You book yourself into a corner and you don't know what to do. And Aaron, to your point, in a vacuum, now that you are booked in the corner, like I, I guess this is the best way to handle it, but you never needed to book yourself in the corner to begin with. You didn't need to do that. You could just do a pro wrestling show or acknowledge that your trip to New York is just another show. Don't build it up as though it's going to be the this is the big show that matters. Just sort of say like, Hey, it's just dynamite next week. That's all. Like it's just another week of dynamite and we're going to do what you do any other week and that the problem was that you made me believe that there was going to be something super special that occurred and what I got was a was a good wrestling match. And I like good wrestling matches and I'm not complaining about that, but if you had just said, "Hey, it's another dynamite. There'll be some good wrestling matches." I'd be able to say, "Okay, cool." I I didn't get that. I got the belief that this was going to be a a super show, a, a, you know, something truly incredible was going to occur, and 
It was just dynamite. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I will say one thing, though. It sounded amazing. You need to have more loud crowds at tennis courts, apparently. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's... Did you really think it sounded all that different than... Yeah, I, I thought the acoustics sounded different to me. Uh, I, I'll tell you this, man. I, I was really looking forward to watching this because I thought that they were going to make this show feel and look different like and cool court. yeah i, I was disappointed by the look a little like bit. the same show yeah it just looked like but an arena right i i 100 agree on that the look but I, th- I did think it sounded different it's interesting i mean the argument would be because it's a smaller floor right like it it's sounded not good so it so the, good. I, I, great. the crowd was on fire well i thought the crowd part. was on fire i just didn't think it sounded bigger than other big you know great crowds no, to it, me it, right in, in fact in fact glenn maybe we could make the argument the opposite of the argument you always make which is that once they got the big building, they didn't know how to make it look different because they're so used to shooting the small building to make, it look, trying to make it look big. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fair, it's a fair point. I fe- right? I felt that way a couple of times where there was a couple of angles where you could tell they wanted to try to like show you how big the crowd was, but they yeah they never really how. did. You're right about that. They really never at any point during the night showed like how massive the crowd was. Like it was basically just the. Like the there was one so shot where switch they the camera to, people for NXT and right, w, yeah, apparently. correct. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, get, we'll get. Real. I guess we could talk about that because it's not something AJ's gonna be able to talk about. They tried a couple of things on NXT this week, and it still didn't. Like they tried to dim, they tried to dim the lights into like a like a yellow black. It's yeah. all ironic, right? Because it, it <laughs> sort of looked like the old colors, um, and it didn't. Like you could tell they were trying some things. Like you could tell that they, they still did that damn overhead shot. And that's the problem. The like you still, arena. and it was really a problem because the crowd's so small that at one point it looked like there was almost an exodus ahead of the main event. Like there were so many people that were out of their seats, and it's so obvious because there's so few people there that like when when eight people in the same section leave to go get pretzels or whatever. I don't even know what they have if they if they sell pretzels at the Capital Wrestling Center. Um, but like when eight people get up to pee, it, it looks terrible <laughs> because like there's not that many more than eight people in one section. <laughs> the, so the other thing is because they have the bleachers right up against the railing. So the, the, the crowd is so much closer when you do like the close-ups of someone talking in the ring or whatever, yeah. like there's a face right in front of them and you can see them if they're looking down at their phone, if yeah. they're doing yeah. like they're, they're as big as the wrestlers. Yeah, it's true. You're right. All of that, all of that was more painfully it, obvious. And one other, one other big, it is a big picture thing, but it'll lead into small picture conversations. But like, there's so many fucking new guys that it, it like made my head. Oh, no doubt, that's a problem. There's no question that that's a problem. <laughs> like, like what? Like, I, I what, can't, I can't keep track. What in the literal yeah. hell? I can't keep like, track. I, th- I well, thought there was they, a lot they of new guys said, last week, and there was even more this right. time. I mean, they're basically saying. We're pressing the reset button. This is not NXT. You're not supposed to know. This is like a whole new show. So you're not supposed to know any of these people. Which is everyone's got a, a choice. And everyone's got a weird video and a fucking uh, dude. I was like, it's too much. It, it was like information overload. Yeah. Oh, it's too much for sure. It's too much. Look, I'm I, I'm not. This isn't a knock on any of them. They might all be incredible, right? It's just to to introduce them all at the exact same time is yes, it is it is it is difficult. It is a it is a chore at that point. Also, there's something that we can't talk about on the show, but I just you know, you guys, I acknowledge it. We can't talk about it on the show related to NXT, but I acknowledge it and we'll just save it for another time. That's all. We'll save it for another time. We can't talk about it on the show. 
Um, as far as what we actually saw, I uh, yeah, we got a few minutes here. Let's talk about NXT. As far as what we actually saw, um, I, I, it's it's clear they're doing Braun Breaker, and I'm not really sure how they're going about doing it though, right? Like that's the part that I can't figure out. I can't figure out. Are they are they doing it with Braun Breaker turning heel? That doesn't really seem to make sense when you've just introduced him and 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 made his name Braun Breaker and like put those colors on him and like I I don't understand how they're getting to that. Like that's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. It, it could be as simple as it, it's face. Like I, I, the question becomes, how quickly is it happening? If this is happening at War Games, is this, if this is in November, you could do a face-face match and just have the Champa run be so that Breaker right. you know, beats somebody relevant to win the title, and they're completing the reset at that moment, Champa goes wherever, and then it's, it, you know, the reset is complete at that point. You can do that. I, I don't know if they will do that, but I don't think you necessarily have to go heal at this point. Again, if this is about, you know... We're making the clean break here. Champ is just there to pass along the title. Which you I, could turn you could turn Champa heel again. Yeah, but that why like why? Right? Like that's we'll put the other guy that, over. That's a that's oh. a longer term play, I think. But but that's what I'm saying. I think I don't think they're gonna pull the trigger on this. I mean, maybe, but it, it feels to me like we know Champa's a lifer in NXT. He's not going to the main roster. So you say that. Do you, well, what, I mean, what is a lifer in NXT? Said. And NXT doesn't have lifers anymore. They have made that clear. He says he'll never go to the main roster. So I'm just going off of that. So if if you have Tommaso Ciampa saying he's never going to go to the main roster and they let him stay down there until his career's over, they've got plenty of time to play this out. If they want to do it the right way so that, you know, what's his name? I keep wanting to call him Steiner, but... Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, it is made and not just shotgunned into something that fizzles out, it you know, but it feels shotgunning. Yeah. Into the title pick. Yeah. It feels like you can't take that back at this point. It feels like it's like, I'm, I'm actually more worried that it's not even like, we're not even talking about war games. Like I'm more worried that we're talking about going to win the title. I, I almost, they're basically building the show around him right now. Like they are, they are throwing everything at Braun Breaker, and I'm not. You know, he's good. I li- I like him. I think I think he's I mean, going to be. A- you could still throw a wrench into this with like a Gargano or so. You know, there still could be. There's still other things you could do to to sort of throw a monkey wrench into it. You could you could do this in a way that he has a really good match with Champa and loses and gets the respect handshake and all that stuff, but. I don't know it, but but like to your point though, what else do they have? So if they feel like they do need to put all their eggs into the basket and make this star as quickly as they can, they did it with Karen Cross, and and that was before NXT 2.0. <laughs> that was the old Correct. NXT. This is this is where they're openly telling you these are the people that matter. Like the the pay attention. And, 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 and to your point, that would be a literal passing of the torch from the old to the new. If Champa, you know, does the job for, for breaker. I mean, if, if that's what this is becoming, that this is, you know, we are ignoring the past few years from NXT. That is not what they want. We, you know, NXT 2.0 is not just a, a title. It's, it's a re just a rethinking of NXT as a whole then it's almost what they should do, quite frankly. Yeah. It's weird, but... 
you know it's definitely weird there's no doubt about it but i i i think that's that is what they're doing and in that way like i'm i'm not so sure this doesn't happen two weeks from now or you know what i mean like i i i'm i get the vibe that i'm getting is like this is happening soon like this is we are making a declarative statement and Braun breaker becomes the face of the declarative statement that we're making about what nxt is moving forward and you know like in a weird way, I'm not as bothered by that as I should be because I get that it's a hard reset, right? Like, yeah. it's like that's the thing. If it wasn't a hard reset, I'd be bothered by it. But correct. they're saying, ignore the past four years of NXT. This is a new show. Quite frankly, they shouldn't have even called it NXT if it's going to be this hard of a reset because that just confuses things. But they're telling you it's a different show. Yeah, they're, they're making that pretty clear. Like, they really are making it quite clear. Like, these are the stars of this new show. It's it's Saved by the Bell, the new cast class, right? Like, it's there is a new cast, and this is the cast that matters. And there are still some holdovers, like, we're, you know, when AJ comes on. Hit Row is a very logical holdover for NXT 2.0, unless they're moved up, you know, pretty quickly. And we'll see. Like, that's totally possible. Um, there are there are folks that, that arrive at NXT recently that a hard reset really shouldn't change them all that much right like it they can be part of a hard reset because they were weren't around yeah. for so long that you identify right. them as like a, a serial Cameron Grimes uh, correct correct it, it, it's it's like uh Denise from Scrubs when they did the Scrubs medical she only showed up in the last step season of Scrubs she was in the medical show it didn't feel weird i didn't think god denise from scrubs i haven't thought about that in a long so, time i was a big fan uh, I, I did notice that they did a merch commercial that was specific to NXT, which they haven't done in a little while. And the featured merch was Hit Row and Index. So they see those two things as their significant, you know, merch. Right. right Plus it's, it's also carryover until they, you know, they like, they'll probably start trying to get Odyssey Jones merchandise out pretty quickly. By the way, just a quick sidebar, just to, just to, uh, you know, for the index haters out there. And I don't think we probably forgot to talk about this. Aaron and I, uh, I think the only NXT merch we saw at SummerSlam, other than our Hit Row shirts, were other people wearing index shirts. Really, really. I, I, I'd have, I'd have to think a little harder, but like, I'm pretty sure we definitely did see some index shirts. And I don't remember seeing any other NXT merch. I wasn't particularly looking for are that. There, so are I, there really? Well, I was looking for some specific things, and I, but I, you know. But anyway, are there really like index haters? Is that really a thing? I, I was gonna say I didn't think there were. I, I haven't bad badmouthing the wedding last week. Who bad? I mean, my God, who would badmouth the wedding? The wedding was perfect. The wedding. By the way, the video package of the wedding was almost even better than the wedding. Yeah, you know what? It. You're not wrong about that. You really aren't. Like they, they perfectly encapsulated all of what made it so great in the vid. And I normally like try to fast forward through every you know recap thing, but I didn't. It really was quite perfect. Um, they really quite nailed it, so I'm I'm not going to disagree. We get to see the honeymoon next week. Yeah, that I don't, I don't know. I'm not like the bachelor party was fun. Yeah, the, and if they play it to the silly side of things, it can it will. Oh, like Gargano, is it, is, but if it's just more Gargano hiding in the bushes and stuff, then I'm kind of done with that part of it. But. Yeah, I'm I'm largely done with it too. But but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. The, I'm not. I'm not turned off by anything that I've seen so far. I'm not. And to your point, Brandon, it's it's a lot. Like it's a lot. 
but none of it has turned me off. None of it has made me say like this this can't work. Well, there was one thing that I didn't love. Which um, one? The promo that the dude cut in the center of the ring that set the guy oh, yeah. Cameron Grimes. Oh, J- uh, Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. Where he said that he was uh not going to take advantage of his male privilege and all the weird stuff about uh, being it a It depends safe. where they go with that. If well, this is just a heel. <laughs> well, and, and if, it's, if it's just Vince doing that, well, it, but if it's like that and then he becomes kind of, you, you start seeing like psychotic cracks from him or whatever, I think that... No, I, yeah, I don't think that character works as is. I don't think that you can have a... <laughs> I don't think the heel... <laughs> can be the guy who's you know like talking about mental health like that can't that can't be okay but yes to your point um like i was doing something and i heard the word male privilege and i was like wait what is this who's what is he saying i i I think if you're setting it up and 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 isn't he kind hasn't he been kind of a psychopath like isn't that what we know of him yes aaron yes yeah, also, he, he he was just a psycho hardcore wrestler. Also, was he really on two hundred five live? Because he's much larger than two hundred five. Did did two? There are a lot of people who is that what two hundred five live became? Two hundred five live. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I I have not watched an episode of two hundred five live in they, so they long. Used, they used two hundred five live to build up some of these breakout guys uh, towards the end. So. Okay, I mean, I just change the name to superstars and. Or or know. why wouldn't they just make that you know evolve or whatever? Like, didn't we think that was coming at some point that evolve was going to be on the yes, network? We thought like, it was why wouldn't they then. just make it like nxt evolve or something along those lines very very uh very strange but not for me to address um yeah i mean like i I, sure was it was it was that weird i don't disagree that it was weird but none of it again has made me say well this isn't a show that i want to watch any longer like i'm still inclined to watch nxt every week and i think i think there's a lot of talent like i'm i'm interested in where they're going with adam chase like I don't. Andre Chase. Is that it? Andre Chase. All right, I, there. I, that was the one that stood out to me of all the videos they did. Um, maybe just because he was swearing and stuff, maybe that's why it stood out. But um, but that you know, like uh, Josh. The only Grace. problem. The only problem I had with the Chase one is that it was so much like the the Timothy Thatcher. I know it's I, not exactly the same. I, you know, I understand what you're saying, but I think his. He, his character, Timothy Thatcher was teaching like a style of wrestling. Right. This is a different thing to me yeah. than a style it just, of wrestling. It just had the same feel to it, which kind of bugged me a little bit, but not so much that but I'm wouldn't we say the same thing about like Matt Stryker? You know what I mean? Like the, I think it's a trope that you can go to that, that, that works. And it definitely seemed like there was a, a different character that they were introducing to you and Andre Chase. Like I, I I'm intrigued by Andre Chase. Like he seems like there's some there's acting that works. Um who who are the guys that were at the bar? Josh Briggs and the, his partner. Yeah. I don't know. Josh but, Briggs is another Evolve guy. I that would seem intriguing to me too. It seemed like there might be some like a beer money type of thing there that I kind of would like. Like that I'm I, there's only so many things you can do in professional wrestling. There's like only so many new avenues sure. that you can create. Well, what, and, what about the Nunzio guy? Well, uh, I mean, Tony D'Angelo, I think was his name. I mean, that, that was just the lowest common denominator wrestling <laughs> from. Like we've seen that so many times. I don't know, man. Like these things don't bother. Guy who can pass for Italian? Let's make him a mafia guy. But the, okay. that, those things just don't bother me. That's pro wrestling, no, I, man. I'm, not like, it bothers me. I'm just saying, that, you know, that's wrestling. Right. Well, I, I know. 
it just makes me laugh because like that's not gonna work at all. Like there's no way that oh, there's guy is there, not gonna it, work. If what you're saying is there's there is a level to which that like you you can't yeah. yes like you can do it, but you can only go so far with it. Sure, sure. I there's mean, now, no. now if you told now if you told me that they're gonna in within NXT, and by the way, there was a couple hints at this maybe being the case. If you're gonna tell me in NXT, they're gonna be willing to go a little further into camp than they do on the main roster and there's a world where you have the mafia guy and dexter loomis and you play with that a little bit that might be fun <laughs> you know? I, I, I do every time he says i know the money's at nxt i i'd laugh so hard yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> in this gym with the 80 people in it that i'm gonna go wrestle in. it's, it's yeah. like when jeff jerry he's like I'm coming to take over the country world by coming to WWF. Right. I'm coming to take money by going to NXT. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it, is, but it is funny. If they're willing to play in that world, it, it, you know, a lot of this felt a lot like a throwback in a way. And I wonder, I wonder if that's part of this too, is if like, they're like, hey, 90s culture is back. Let's do 90s wrestling again. Because like, it was very 90s wrestling. Like, I'm not talking about the actual wrestling, because obviously it's a million times better. But the feel of, like, the video packages and, like, how everyone is kind of, like, this tropey character. And, like, and we know that, you know, we've heard reports that they want to get back to characters. But this was a little bit different than I think what what I expected it to be. Like... With the, you know, it, was, it was very 2012 NXT. It was very, you know, you, you could almost hear Dusty's voice. Uh, you know, everyone yeah. has to have a character. You had yeah. guys like Leo Kruger and Tyler Breeze and all these guys show, like, you know, would like show up with, with a video package. But also mixed with the convention of like superstars in the 90s where you have like these off-site videos that Duke they the do. dumpster drossy yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like in like you know, the razor ramon things where he would be in his car and you know like and and they've been they've been kind of doing more of that but like this was like i feel like i mean maybe i'm just you know whatever but like, it felt like there was like seven of them on this show <laughs> i mean it there felt was like, yeah well, and, there were so many and and i don't know it, that it, it, is that also kind of a play on the you you keep telling us how badly you love the attitude era? Right. Well, isn't that the attitude era? Well, no, this Nine, is, I mean I'd say it's more pre attitude era, but yes. I don't know. I think the attitude era was still littered with the the Godfather well, it's be, and it, Well it's it's always gonna be filtered through a current lens, but like sure. it's still that idea, I feel. I mean, I'm right. I think this is the I think that's the concept. And I don't think Again, I don't think it's, it's a bad thing. It's not a bad idea, by right. the way. It's, I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, and, and it's going to be rough for the next few months because yes. it's hard to do a hard reset in the middle of a program. Although, But you do have to remember that like, they didn't tell us, but they kind of did this once already. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they had some of the mainstays hanging around, but there was a bit where they injected like your Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis... A lot of, you know, MSK, a lot of these guys, you know, like, that weren't there, that it wasn't as drastic and they didn't tell you that this is a different show. And it wasn't seven of, all in one week. And they sort of did turn over the roster. And I feel like we came on here a couple of weeks and said, you know, 
that it was a couple of, and then all of a sudden we were all in on a couple of these people. You know what I mean? Like we were making fun of Cameron Grimes, not even in a tongue in cheek way for a couple. Of I don't, I don't remember we, us ever doing that. Brandon. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we've <laughs> always and forever been Cameron Grimes guys. I'm pretty sure. In fact, when we said that your, your second match or the second thing we ever saw on of NXT on USA television Network. was Cameron Grimes. I believe we all universally said that's perfection. Yep. That's the way that you're supposed to introduce a television show. Is that, am I missing? Like, do I, I'm oh, not going to forgot. You're, no, you're, you're right about okay, that. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you get my point there. You yeah. know, they, they, I, they I, I think eight this... guys and threw them into the show and they, even though we had Adam Cole, we had Gargano, they kind of had those guys play in the background or just on the fringes of the show. You know, you had one or one main event, the other one would kind of take a back, whatever. And they made these other guys the meat of the show, men and women, I should say. And this this is just a much more drastic version of that. Um, in a, I mean, times three. But yeah, I mean, you, you never had a guy showing up one week and being the presumed next champion the next week. That's right. never no. Well, Karrion Cross did do that. Eh, it wasn't. It wasn't far from that. It wasn't quite that dramatic. Well, and, but and they, they didn't they build up his debut for like two. Like didn't they do well, a they, few months? They of did the teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So th- this was he literally team. showed up and he's the champion. That did happen. Well, he, and he, and was, he was eyeing up the champ at the end of his debut. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. yep. So. Literally the night he debuted. Yes, correct. They had a a face to face. Yes, that's a hundred percent accurate. I don't know. Again, I'm. But, I'm, but I, I think I think by spring it'll have a nice rhythm going. It's just super awkward right now. Yes. Right. Right. You're doing a lot of things at once, and and you sometimes need just a little bit more time to to let it breathe. And again, if if you were turning me away in that process, it'd be a bigger problem. But I I'm not turned away from it. It's just. It's difficult, and I've it's required me to accept that what we're looking at is a truly hard reset. Like this is not this is not sprucing it up and putting a new you know a shade of paint on it. Like this is a truly hard hard reset. And it's a new show. And and that's tough because as a wrestling fan, like it's it's tough for us to do anything differently, right? Like we don't. That's just not who we are. We don't do anything differently. And now it's requiring us to do a lot of things differently at the same time. And, you know, believe it or not, we're fickle. We're fickle. 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 We're fickle. And so we're struggling with it. Um, All right. AJ's going to join us in one minute. Anything else we need to uh, to discuss from from those shows before we get into um, Extreme Rules and Raw and SmackDown? No, not those shows. I think we kind of covered those shows pretty there, well. There are I, a lot of rumors about a uh, a secondary women's title coming to uh, <laughs> AEW, which is yeah. quite ironic. Uh, yeah. Quite ironic, but... Whatever. I'm, I'm not going to choose to say much more than that, other than it's quite ironic. That's all I will continue to say. I I recognize the irony. And why... Did they really bring out Lil Uzi Vert and not put it on TV? Yeah, I, I saw they brought him out. I don't know. That might have been for Rampage. I, I, was I, I didn't tell where that was supposed to be. I was to understand it. They did it between the tapings. Like they, okay. they, they, yeah, I, I don't know. That seems very strange if that's the case. Like Maybe they're just going to go edit it back in on Friday or something like that. I don't know. That's, that's a weird bit, man. It's a really weird bit if that's the way that they did it. All right, let's see. Let's see if this jackass is ready. Look what who, it is. Look who's Yo. here. He's the main event. 
AJ Francis, aka Frank, aka Who Hotter Than Top Dollar. No, no. Let's um, we need to address this. Why in the world would you guys stop Bfab from kicking the ever-loving s yeah. out of Electra Lopez? Like, why would you prevent that from happening? Okay, so, um, the the line that I just that you just said is what. Uh, why would I the ever No, no, no. Before that, my catchphrase. Oh, uh, who hotter than Top Dollar? Okay, so do you think that's just a nickname, or do you think that I do, I, re- I can recognize what brings in Top Dollar? Oh, so you're saying you need to protect the money, and the money's in in a, in the match. The money's not only in the match; the money is in B Fab, and I don't want B Fab to do something that she regrets, right. and thus leaving us out of the money. All right, all right, okay. all right. Okay. You know what? You know what? That's a strong argument. All I wanted to do was see B Fab <laughs> demolish Electra Lopez on Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean, and you and everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they pay me the big bucks. That's why. They call me Top Dollar. And now we get to see it next Tuesday night on NXT 2.0. And definitely not next Wednesday. Well, why would we see it on Wednesday? That makes no sense. No one heard that, Aaron. No NXT one heard four, it. NXT 1.0 is no longer around. Correct. NXT 2.0. All right, man. Um, it, it, like, what are, Can we talk about anything or we just make our picks? You tell me. Oh, we can talk about, any, we can talk about NXT if you want. What how what is it like for you going through you know it's it's clear there's a lot of change right like does it change anything for you at all or does it just show up go to work? No, I mean we're we're the top guys right now. You know what I'm saying like when they run the commercial for buy some merch now twenty five percent off just tonight. There's one group that has a T-shirt in that crew and amongst the we're NXT titles. It. We were and we were hit. just we were just discussing that. We were just <laughs> discussing actually. That. Your boy did bring that up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There is one well, you and group. Index. Yeah, Index is in it as well. But 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 like I said, so like when we do the when we do the bit, like I mean, to me, the it, is it a coincidence that Hip Row debuted in May and then in September, NXT has new hip hop flavor? Mmm, mm, a nice a nice open so for Wale. Are Wall-A. you saying Hit Row's responsible for killing NXT 1.0? I mean, if you're dumb enough to think that that <laughs> NXT was killed when Tommaso Ciampa's the NXT champion and Roderick Strong's the Cruiserweight champion, then, you know, you're dumb <laughs> enough to think that. <laughs> you know, if you're dumb enough to think that, you are. You I, know love, what I'm saying? I but, love that. You know, uh, my, uh, my big thing is that, like, people are like, it's the same thing we've always talked about with Roman Reigns and, and Daniel Bryan. Like, right? Like, like, people hated on Roman Reigns because they wanted Daniel Bryan to face Brock Lesnar. Like, they didn't want... Roman Reigns to face Brock Lesnar. So when Roman Reigns did, they booed Roman Reigns. But in the meantime, they were trying to make a new star. That's all NXT 2.0 is. It's trying to make new stars. Like, if you want to watch the same guys wrestle all the time, you can still do that. You know what I'm saying? There's a hundred places, yes. There's a (laughs) hundred places, correct. If you want to do that, you can do that. But if you want to see new stars, you want to see new people, new characters, new, you know, a new format, like, if you want to see something cool like that, then tune in to NXT 2.0. Sorry. If you want to prescribe to groupthink, you know what I'm saying, and pretend that NXT 2.0 isn't good, 
Oh, you're more than, I, you're by more the way, than welcome to. By the way, if you go back and listen to the last 15 minutes of the show, which you won't, and I understand that, and don't get me wrong, if yeah, I wasn't won't. on it, I wouldn't go back and listen either, <laughs> you would understand that we're all on board. Like, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking to the yeah, greater you. Yeah. The greater you, the people's. Not, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, the it's, cra- it's crazy because to me it's like everybody always complains about, oh, they need to make new stars. Why are they... Why are they putting Goldberg on? They needed that that spot was deserved by somebody new. And then they do a whole show of new stars and they're like, ah, oh, why are they doing that? <laughs> hey, give me there's so I'm gonna give you the question we always give everybody else, right? Now there's this there's a million new stars and, and I'm imagining these are folks that you knew and you have been working with. Give me someone that you're like most you're most excited about the possibility of having a match with at some point of all these these guys that we just getting to know in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I've been training with with Odyssey Jones for you know two years almost. Me and him can do some really cool big man things that nobody else can do. Yeah, you know there's some athleticism there that doesn't typically yeah. exist. And so, in, like, we've been begging to get the match, but you know how it is. A match like me versus Odyssey Jones, that's got to be a big bigger deal than just like. A random NXT, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's so, that's Colossus v Colossus. That's yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's like a storyline we have to build. You know what I'm saying? Like that's who I would really love to see. But like as far as like new people who just made their debut, starting with NXT 2.0, I mean, I really like Braun Breaker. Like not just as a, not just as like a, I like what he does in his matches and he's athletic and he looks the part and all that, but like I like him as a person. Yeah, I mean, let's show some respect. That's, uh, it's Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens legend, Braun Breaker. Please you know show the man some respect. So, like, like <laughs> I would love, I would love to see him try to gorilla press me and then blow his shoulder out. <laughs> <laughs> man, why are you w- wishing injury on people? Come on, man. Uh, I mean, dude, Aaron's, that Aaron's the, so bad at this gig. That I know, he's right? To I, by the way, that's glad. twice that he proved why. Nigel McGinnis said he's the worst. Oh, we led with we led with that on this episode because yeah. it's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. The, the real question is, how pissed are you that you weren't the one to save Kyle O'Reilly in getting that title shot? I'm not really pissed, man, because I'm I don't know if you know this or not, but I kind of like created his row, so like <laughs> Like, like I'm really, I'm really confident and happy with my spot right now. I don't it's, really. It's not so bad. Know? It's not so bad. It's not so <laughs> bad. You know I don't need a title. Just give me 60 seconds with a mic, and I'll be just fine. Yeah, that's uh, that tends to be true. That tends to be true, man. Uh, look, I'm, uh, I dig. We all like Braun Breaker. I had him on my show before. He's a great dude. Um, and we got to know him a little bit in Baltimore. We got to have uh, Rick on, in fact, on this show when, uh, when Braun was here in Baltimore, and I was like, man. You're gonna be a professional wrestler at some point, aren't you? And he like couldn't hide from it. Like you know how like a lot of when when somebody would ask you that question when you were a football player, AJ, like you would typically have said like, yeah, I mean it's in the like in the back of your mind, right? It's, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean the whole time I was playing football, like it was in the back of my mind, like even college, high school, but like it wasn't really like okay, I'm definitely gonna do this until we went to WrestleMania 30, and by we I mean me and Aaron because you were too much of a punk to go. Jesus but, Christ. But, you know what I'm saying, like, when me and Aaron witnessed the end of the streak, when me and Aaron saw Yeslemania, that was when I decided that I needed to do this, you know? All right. Well, you know. 
<laughs> I don't even know why I couldn't go to that. I don't even remember what the reason was that I couldn't go to that one. That wasn't the thing when I had strep throat. That was Aaron's bachelor party. That was the bachelor party, yeah. yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> then I nearly missed his wedding because my kid was a jerk and was like, we're going to come early. I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh, God. All right, um, let's get into picks. Let's do it. Extreme Rules is coming up on Sunday night. Uh, I don't even remember. Where is Extreme Rules? I don't even... I honestly, God, don't know. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio is where Extreme Rules I'm glad be. I was going to guess Tulsa, Oklahoma. Please. Okay. They, <laughs> it, it's uh, basically the same thing, right? Basically <laughs> the same. Uh, six matches currently on the card for Extreme Rules. Let's make our picks. As always, we'll do should win, will win. We begin with a singles match between Liv Morgan and Carmella. AJ, you are up first. Um, I think that Carmella is an established star, and I think no matter what happens, she's going to be fine because Mella is money, and everybody knows that. So I think that should you know live Morgan, but I would not be surprised if Carmella won this match. Uh, literally all of that. I mean, literally, <laughs> a- absolutely should live Morgan. There's no doubt about it. Um, but in in the world in which. Like, hey, let's give Carmelo a win because we got something in mind for her, too. Yeah, sure. I, I wouldn't be remotely surprised if it ends up being Carmelo, too. I think the only reason to have this match on the card is to give Liv Morgan one, especially assuming we're, we're keeping the, the face heel dynamics in place. It makes more sense for Liv Morgan to get the boost here, so should and will Liv. The only question is, is this a first blood match? What kind of extremeness happens in this match? Brandon, are you there? Did we lose you to is, Delaware it, again? It, is there a stipulation? No, there's no, no stipulation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, no. Everything, every... I, we don't need to spend more time on this. Every, everything, I agree with everything y'all said. It's Liv Morgan. Should, she's been there long enough, needs a win, should get a win, and let's do something small, even if it's small with Liv Morgan. Yeah, should and will. Next up, a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Damian Priest takes on both Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. The only thing that you you got to try to figure out why they decided to make a triple threat match, and that might end up being explained by the presence of ladders or something along those lines, and so, of course, put Jeff Hardy in that match. Um, but ultimately, shouldn't will Damian Priest. It's as simple as that. I, I think the only reason Jeff Hardy was added just because we've done a lot of Damian Priest and Sheamus, whether it's one-on-one, whether Jeff Hardy at least adds another dynamic to the match and makes it an extreme rules match by default because Facts. triple threat matches are no DQ. That's true. So uh, I, I think it's as simple as that. So I shouldn't will Damian Priest. Brandon? Yeah, shouldn't will Damian Priest. Uh, you know, every now and again... If this wasn't Extreme Rules, I'd say, hey, they might have put this third per- person in there to give uh, Sheamus uh, the belt again. But uh, but it's Extreme Rules, and that's that's the explanation for me. And Damian Priest shouldn't will win. And I'm, I, I go Damian Priest shouldn't will strictly because I think Sheamus was a really good United States champion. And so you don't want to see him take two L's coming out of the feud okay and with a with a potential to i mean there i don't know if you noticed but there's a babyface champion on raw so mm. you know mm. that that could be a really good feud that we've seen before but we've never seen for the wwe title sheamus versus Big E. okay you know so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with should and will damian priest for these i'm on board for that by the way yeah i mean that's I, that would work just great 
For the, of course, we also know there's a draft coming up, so, you know, who knows, who knows. Yep. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair. This is the first one that seems to, like, really require some thoughts. It does require some thought. Um, we're, we're all talking that Belair needs to regain a title, presume, preferably this one, but if she gets drafted, you can make a case for, for the other title as well. In sometime soon. It just feels a little bit too quick if the, you know, the, the reason that you want the Becky thing is presumably you want her to have the title for a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, especially with the way they did it with, with the heels. Um, the only purpose to do that is to have a decent length heel run really build up, whether it's Bianca or whether somebody else, again, should be Bianca. Really, really build that up as, as a multi-month chase. So I'm going to say Becky should and will win here. Brandon? First of all, this has worked beautifully. Um, Becky is over as a heel, and no one believed that that was possible. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with how beautifully that worked. Um, you got the, one of the most beloved people coming back from having a child, and you turn them heel pretty swiftly and effortlessly. Um, and, and and a lot of credit goes to Bianca for that as well, right? Um, I think I agree with Aaron. I think you got to get more juice out of the squeeze here. I don't think you give. I don't think it's it's. I don't think it's that great for Bianca to come out victorious in extreme roles. I think you build this a little bit more. You you push her down the hill a little bit more, and then you can you can get her whether it's overcoming Becky immediately or whether it's her going to raw and and overcoming charlotte but i think you can i think they're on the right track with both of these people and i think it would be too quick to just flip right back to bianca so i think you keep building her up the people are behind her it's working and you keep building becky as the as the heel and that's working way better than anyone believed it would so should and will becky um i think obviously i didn't like when Bianca lost the first time. So I think Bianca should win, but I think the better way to, to tell the story, just me not being a Bianca Mark is the fact that you had the quick match at SummerSlam. Um, and they've done a good job of establishing Becky as a heel since, And now it's time for Becky to retain as, because she does, does something yep. completely dastardly. Yep. To retain, and then you either draft Bianca to the other show, or that ensures that Bianca gets another shot down the road, which is the chase. So, um, either way works in that situation. So, I think uh, should Bianca, but will uh, Becky. Uh, Aaron, to your point, and by the way, I probably lean more with with a, like we're doing sort of a silly kayfabe versus not kayfabe thing, but like, yeah, should it be Bianca? Yes. It, 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 Bianca should overcome Becky Lynch. And that's the point that's important to me is that you can say, hey, they can switch shows. But I I disagree with that. I don't think it's important that she wins a belt. I think it's important that she beats Becky Lynch. Now, could that happen at WrestleMania after they switch shows? And could she win the Royal Rumble? You're you're telling me me that uh, Becky Lynch comes back at SummerSlam, uh, wins a, a, a really short... Uh, you know, face heel turn match, yep. double turn match 
versus Bianca, then cheats dastardly to win the rematch at Extreme Rules. Bianca gets drafted to Raw. Now Bianca's on Raw. Bianca wins the Royal Rumble again. Yep. And then you get Becky versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, that math works for me. Like I'm, I'm, and, and Bianca's definitely someone that you want to win multiple royal. Like that's that adds Rats. up. Like, yep. Nobody's gonna be mad about her winning it again. Yep, that math all works for me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to agree with the entire sentiment of Becky. Like, I, it, it, just the only the difference for me is it's not important that Bianca wins a bit. Like she has to beat Becky. It just doesn't have to happen now, and it doesn't have to happen a month from now. She has to overcome Becky, and WrestleMania would be a hell of a place to do that. So, I mean, let's be real. Let's be abundantly real. Bianca Belair versus uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Oh, it's could it's, could easily be the main event. Yeah, of it's night it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yes, one hundred percent. There's only there's only there's only one match bigger than that. Roman. Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Gold, Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bianca Bianca versus Charlotte. Why? Yeah. But why? I think it can be bigger than that. But at the moment, I don't think it is bigger. Oh than no, that. you're talking the sto- no. I know. I understand with the story. You're right. Right. I'm just you, saying. You just Charlotte is the bigger personality. Well, right. Like I, I get what you're saying. Is Charlotte's a superstar? So whatever she does, they, I mean, like you're not wrong. And by the way, they could also probably somehow figure out a way that it's all three of them if they really wanted to do that. But that's really what's going to happen. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like that's that is absolutely an option in there. You know but, that you really know that's. But the story hey, has to hey, be. Don't be surprised whatsoever if it was a fatal four way. You throw Sasha in there too. I mean, sure. I'm not saying no. Let's throw Bailey too. Yeah, but the story. Let me make this Bailey abundantly clear. The story is Becky and Bianca, and Bianca overcoming Becky. That's my point. That's my point. All right, uh, next, the tag team championship match on the SmackDown side, the Usos and the Street Profits. Brandon, you're up first. Um, hold on one sec, sorry. Uh, okay, so I, I'm, I'm not ready to take the, Uso, the belts off the Usos. I, I'm just not. I, I love the Street Profits. I think they've been underutilized. I, I want to see more of them, but not. I want to see more of the bloodline, and I think that I need. You can t- you can tell me a story where they lose here and they turn it into something valuable, but without me seeing what that is, I don't feel like it's valuable until there's something that is, is sort of on both sides of that, and I don't feel like there's something on the front of that that makes me feel like the titles are changing. So I, I and and they, sh- and, and, you know, again, the kayfabe versus not kayfabe, of course I want the Street Profits to be relevant or, or more relevant than they are. I'm not saying they're not relevant, but I they should be featured more. They should be champions again. I don't think that's the time for that. I think within the story we have now and within what we're doing now, I think the Usos should win and I think they will win. Yeah, I, I, I think, honestly, because of how Madison Square Garden went down, like, I think that the storyline should be that the Street Profits should win. Like, the only reason they didn't win is because Roman came in and choked out Montez. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they should win, even in kayfabe. But I think that the bigger story is right now is the bloodline. And I think because of that, the Usos will win, 
and we'll get. I think this is all leading to the bloodline versus the New Day at Survivor Series. And and does anybody have a problem with that? Uh, no, no, of course there's no problem with that whatsoever. Of course, I I had one other thought though, right? And I'm not I'm not sure if I'm ready to believe it or, or that it's. I had the thought that if you're ever gonna revisit the idea of Jey Uso, doesn't the draft give you a chance to do this in a really unique way? Yeah. Doesn't the draft give you an opportunity to split up the Usos? Put Jay on the other show, have him look great on the other show for a little while, and maybe even win the Royal Rumble. I know okay. we've abandoned. I, I, I can see that. I know we've abandoned the thought of it being something they would do, but I can't allow it to escape from my grasp of being something that I'd be, I'd be for. And the Rumble would be the only way I think I'd be for it. Why? Because I think that if you split them up and you don't do it at the Rumble and you don't pull that trigger on the Rumble, then I don't see it ending well. My thing is this. Since we're, this is a little bit off topic, but you mentioned the draft and we all know that WWE does what we say on this podcast. That's true. That's a fact. So, draft hit row. <laughs> yeah, I want to make that very clear. That's not just Top Dollar saying that. Uh, uh, Glenn Clark yes. agrees, and as you know, I'm the greatest rapper. Oh no, damn it! Age, uh, Aaron won that title. Piss. That's right. Piss. The best rappers on Jobbing Out also agree that Hit Row should be drafted. Do we? Do we have a preference as we, to who we should give? Draft? We give Hit Row is, our is, rap is, blessings. Is that? Is that true? Yeah, no, that's is a that that's true? a fact. We had a we had a whole scientific battle, and I, uh, Aaron finished first, and I finished second. We're the top two rappers uh, in scientific all of Jobbing Out. Scientific is the term for the rap battle. I believe, that was that was and, how, and, that's and how you, you would describe rappers? that. Yeah, correct. That's how yes. we would describe that. We okay. there was we did a cipher. I don't know if you remember that. It was a, a it's, cipher. It's, it's a it's a term uh, in hip hop. AJ, I'm not sure if you heard about ah, it. Okay, we're we're passing down our knowledge here. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a cipher. Yeah, it's called a cipher. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. I remember. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember who it was. I can't remember right now. But yeah. I was, oh, I think it was Fit Philly, where he was like, "What are you guys doing for Great American Bash?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, we're doing a, a, a championship celebration cipher." He said, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> Finley saying that would actually be really perfect. And I wish we had that on video. By the way, I'm not. I'm not so sure how much longer before Great American Bash I was aware of what a cipher was. <laughs> <laughs> and if it had been about three months before that, I'm not sure that I wouldn't have been fit Finley as well. Although I'll, I'll tell you that when it was said, I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> like championship cipher. I was like, what the. Fu- well, we're not swearing anymore. What we're the trying, age? We're trying not to swear. Try, we fail every week. Oh, or oh, for uh, however long we've said we weren't going to do it, we have not gotten through one week without swearing. You know what's funny is like I feel like I'm the the one who used to be the worst of the swearing. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I don't think that's true. Nobody's ever been worse than Glenn. Yeah. And it's never been cool. Yeah, I was really, <laughs> really bad. Really there bad. was a time where I feel like I was swearing more than everybody else because I was sort of conscious of it. And then when we when Glenn's like, we got to stop swearing. Well, I didn't say we have to. I just said I was going to try we to. stop swearing. Glenn swore more than anyone. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's well, it's because he's so used to doing it on the show. Correct. And by the way, the show, yeah. for, for those, we didn't really talk about it on the show. I just, I heard you guys that were like, oh, I want to listen to the show in the car with my kids, and I can't do that. I heard that. And Thanks. for a little while, I was like, um, well, you know, F your kids was what I was <laughs> For a little while. That's how I thought. Uh, the quote from the great Michael Jordan. Exactly right. That was exactly what I was thinking for a little while. Um, but, uh, no, I get it. I get it. And so the more I thought yeah, about agree. it and, 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 you know, we're not, we're not going crazy. We're not, like, making an edict or anything. Like, I'm not going to go back and edit Brandon swearing earlier in the show. I'm not going to do that. But we're just we're trying. We're trying to listen to you guys and we're trying to do that a little bit more frequently and not we are doing our best in that department. That's that's all I can tell you. Anyway, the moral of the story is I I have had this thought. I have had this thought that this could be a way to get back to Jey Uso. I really have and if if we believe that the Rock is more likely for the following WrestleMania, then who's it going to be at this WrestleMania? And I don't know that we believe that either, if we just have chosen to believe whatever. It's just something that we've heard a lot. Um, and L.A. makes sense, right, of course. It makes a lot of sense for where you would want to have The Rock at WrestleMania. I mean, you, know. you think that Rock and Roman aren't doing the double dip like Cena and Rock? Oh, you think it could be back-to-back? Yeah, that's possible, too, of course. Yeah. It's totally possible that could be the way that it goes. Um, I just, I can't, I can't escape the Jey Uso thing. So with that in mind, I think it should be the Street Profits because I like this scenario, but I think it will be the Usos. I I think it should be the Street Profits for what, you know, you guys were saying before and that they, they have been underutilized lately. They need to get back in the picture. Now, again, with the draft that you could very easily put them over on Raw where it's a bunch of singles guys together and, you know, doing the tag teams right now and have them win and do great there. But they need to have the belts back soon, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown. Um, So I'm going to say it should be the Street Profits. And as far as the will, I I think it's less about splitting up the Usos and more do they want to go back to the dynamic of Roman being disappointed in them and and kind of continuing to bridge the divide. But I'm, I'm with AJ. I said it last week. I think... Uh, up until they did, even though they didn't have the finish, so they could absolutely go back to it. But having having the uh, the New Day versus the Bloodline on Raw made it a little less likely in my mind, but I still think it's the correct decision. And so in that case, it makes this, you want the unified front of the Bloodline, so I will say will be Deuces. All right. And for the Raw Women's Championship, we've got Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss. AJ, back to you. Um, first of all, both of them are promo gods. Um, they showed that on Monday. Um, Charlotte had to check Alexa for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the woo, about, the comedy. Yeah, yeah Alexa was talking about the woo. She was like, hold on now. Pump your brakes now. Right. <laughs> let's, not, <laughs> let's not go there because <laughs> I yeah. will go there. Right. So, uh, so I, I think, honestly, you know me. I'm a Charlotte Flair mark. I think should. Charlotte Flair all the time. I think that the whole point of this was, I mean, I did not expect, especially when, you know, after everything happened with Bray Wyatt and how people on the internet were trying to hate on Alexa, even before Bray left, let alone after after he was gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was shocked to see how much of a babyface she still is. Like, and she's over. Like, no doubt about it. 
like every week, no matter the city, they are cheering for her, even though she's technically a demon. So like, and the dolls I'm, over too, and the dolls over too. Like, which I never expected. I never expected Lily to be over. Um, and like after coming out of the pandemic, I just thought wrestling fans would be wrestling fans, and they would just boo things that you know they decided they didn't like, and you know what I'm saying like, yep. Um, so like, but that's not what happened. She's super over. So maybe it's time to give Alexa that run because we. I mean, what kind of what Alexa said is true. It's like, like Charlotte is at the point now where like. Long title reigns don't do anything for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, her whole career is now down to she's going to have the most world championships of anybody ever. Yep. And and she needs to lose and keep losing them in order for that to happen. So, if she loses to Alexa, that's two women's championships she's had this year for a reign less than three months. You know what I'm saying? But I don't and then she can win it right back correct. at another title. Yeah, right. I mean, I just exactly. don't. Right, I just don't she think that's a problem. Right back, she can win it right back at the Rumble, and you know what I'm saying? Drop it at Mania, like or the next day. Hard. Literally the next day too, like you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm with you. Um, I, look, I I love Alexa Bliss. Um, I think it's working. I I don't. Again, the, the draft is such a factor in all these decisions, right? Like, who's going to be where and. Are we going to see more of 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 top stars on both shows? So like, will it will it matter all that much? You know, like all these are 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 questions. You know, Roman Reigns just showed up on Raw and they didn't even bother to try to tell us that it was like a quarterly exchange or something like that. He was just there, and you know, think that we're going to see well, more. Well, it's a super show, super show. That's true. Um, I I don't know. I I think that Alexa Bliss shouldn't will win. Honestly, I like I think I think that there's a moment here, and you capitalize on the moment. I think Alexa Bliss shouldn't will. Yep, in in the moment, I think it should be Alexa. I I do think that if it is another, I'm dropping it for to, for one month just to get their title reign. That's a little, I mean, they they can absolutely do it and probably will do it. But I I, I think you got to be careful with these dropping the titles solely to get a, another notch on the belt. So it gets a little bit weird. But again, that's Charlotte. It gets more. It could get her more boost. So you know what? That works. Um, but I, I absolutely think that you do have a moment here with Alexa. You should take advantage of it. Um, I, so, but I will say should be Alexa, but because of just the idea that they just did that with the one month drop to get another title reign, they won't pull it off this time. So it will be Charlotte. I think, I think it should be Alexa for all the reasons you said that we finally got this to the point where, um, the moment is there and you've got the perfect opponent because frankly, you can't like Charlotte's bulletproof at this point uh, for all the reasons that you guys said. And, and I think that if you, if we would go, you know, we don't have the time and we obviously didn't think to do this, but if you would look up Charlotte's record at like the extreme roles type pay-per-views, I would suspect she loses a lot at those types of pay-per-views and wins a lot at like, WrestleMania and SummerSlam and, and pay-per-views like that. So um, I, I, this is the moment. You, I think you really should pull the trigger. I think there's a lot to say about what Charlotte would mean to SmackDown and Fox. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, should and uh, should and will. I'm going to say Alexa. All right, and then finally one more on the card as of right now. That of course being the. Extreme Rules match for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns against the Demon, Finn Balor. 
Oh crap! I'm first. Um, I don't, I don't know how you address the demon. I don't, I don't know that you're just at the point where you say we don't think we have to protect the demon. We're not worried about it. I, I was so convinced that this was as simple as Brock Lesnar comes out, wrecks shop, and that's the end of it, and we move on to Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and you know you can go back to Finn Balor. By the way, Glenn, did you still can do that one time? Didn't they do that at Extreme Rules once where they yeah, just said everyone was it, it was at, it was at it was Hell, Hell in a Cell, cell. It was, correct. It was Roman, Braun, and, and that's the thing is, if you wanted to do that, there's nothing saying they can't do that. It would be bad, but they can. And by the way, like my gut is still, that's what's going to happen. My my gut yeah. remains. I just, the fact that they announced well, it was they, Extreme they, Well, Glenn, they put the thing in there that said, like, they already did. They, they, they Well, I can't remember exactly how it was presented, but they basically told you Brock Lesnar is going to be there. Right. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. the fact, and, and we already know that they're selling a Brock Lesnar match. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, so. That's the next pay-per-view main event. So, I, I just can't fathom that he wouldn't be involved with this. Now, the only thing that I can say is, I don't have a problem, and if, if this is just speaking to the dominance and the greatness of Roman Reigns, that they say, yeah, we don't give a crap. We're going to have him cleanly win against the, the Demon, and then we'll have Brock Lesnar come out after that. I, you know, I don't know if it's the end of the world. I think that people will get all yeah, butthurt about be, it. Let's be real. Let's be real. The, the, the list of people that should beat the Demon cleanly right. is, very, is very, very, very small. That's a very small list of performers. But you know what names are? Yeah, Roman Reigns is definitely on the list. There's no question about it. So and I will. The, and, the, and the other person on the list is going to interfere in the match. Right. <laughs> like, those are the two. Um, I mean, obviously, will be Roman Reigns. The, the, the only, uh, it should be and will be Roman Reigns. It's just a question of how we go about getting that and if it really is Roman Reigns or if it's, you know, a no contest because there's never any finish. That's the only real question here. But, you know, shouldn't will Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman has to walk away with the title. I think that, you know, if you do want to finish because you don't want to have Roman Reigns laying there for 10 minutes as the show goes off the air, you can even do the Brock Lesnar lays waste to both of them and Roman just crawls across. And so, you know, it, it protects both sides if you want to go that way. But I, I don't know that they, they... I've never got the sense that they care about the demon as much as some people cared about the demon not that they didn't like the demon or want to bury it but it's not something that they felt like What's oh the my demon's god record? in on the main roster or including nxt including nxt he lost twice he lost twice aaron tried to retcon this last week it, and it's not like, a retcon it's a fact he's he lost to, this he, no he tried to retcon this and say that we on this show never came on here and said I know, is I the demon in the match I, I, <laughs> Did I ever say that? I never said that. I simply said... You're like, they don't care if the demon wins. That's what you said. Yes, and I don't know that they ever did care. Like, they had him win, but that doesn't mean, like, it was something that they went into and said, oh, my God, the demon can never lose. He I, never I, I, lost. Except in and on the main roster, yes, in NXT, he did. And that's all I was pointing out, was that he has lost. But here's the but, thing, though. He no, and, and I know that NXT doesn't matter on the main roster. It's, and, and also, it's and, not, even, not even that part. I'm not even that part of it. It's like... You can say all that, but even let's say that they want to protect the demon. The demon should never lose, even if you think that way. You know who should be able to beat the demon? Roman. Roman Reigns. <laughs> I, uh, yes. I, and, 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 and so should I'm, Top I'm, Dollar be able that. to beat the demon, uh, Finn Balor, right now? No, no. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. No, 
I shouldn't. I don't got enough. I disagree. I think much more highly of Top Dollar than you do. I'm just saying. I'm just being real. I'm like what I love the opportunity. Member of Pit Row that should be able to beat the (laughs) Diva. What I I love for for real, the whole Hit Row should job to the Diva, right? So like, just being real. But Roman Reigns, he done main evented WrestleMania with the Undertaker and Triple H and Daniel Bryan and Edge. I mean. Right. That's a brother. I, I get that's it. a brother that needs that can beat the demon. You know I, I and and so because of all that, I I don't think you need to do the Brock Lesnar thing. You can do it, but you don't need it to. That's, that's all. I'm that's what I said. Yeah. Especially with like if the Usos do some cheap stuff to 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 get to the like. Oh, that's like, definitely happening. Like Finn's gonna win, but the Usos do something cheap at the end, and then Roman luckily gets on the guillotine, and the demon just passes out. Like, oh, what, what would be kind of cool though is if, if it, you know, if if the Usos do something which causes Brock Lesnar to do something which ultimately clumsily leads to Roman winning, but then we get to see that Finn Balor Brock Lesnar match again because yes, that match was fucking awesome. Yes, Sorry. it was. <laughs> Way uh, to go, Brandon. Brandon, did you make your pick? Yes, yeah, should and will Roman Reigns. Okay. I mean, listen, I I like the protection of the demon. I, I thought it was weird that they threw this in here like that. And I thought it was so weird that I thought maybe there was some slight chance, as I said last week, that Bray Wyatt is still around and that, like, this was a way to start something, you know, because with the demon and, and whatever he's going to be. But obviously there's reports that he's not there anymore. So, um but it's very weird. I don't know why we're doing it other than just to make uh, make, make Roman makes, Reigns it, look even stronger. And I agree with that because he well, deserves that. So. Not just that, but no one would believe Finn Balor as Finn Balor would beat Roman Reigns in this scenario. The demon at least makes you pause slightly before saying it's definitely Thanks. Roman. I mean, yeah, we just it, it makes us pause so slightly that we just talked about it for 10 or 15 minutes. So, like, if this was just Roman Reigns... Finn Balor, I think we all have been like one, two, three, Roman Reigns, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> so, Correct. fair point. A- AJ, you just have to get, get just say it. You know what I mean? I should and will Roman Reigns. No, I, think right. it's, I, think it, I think it's a, I think it's a no-brainer, honestly. Yep. All right, very good. Those are the picks for Extreme Rules. Uh, AJ, I think everybody needs to go buy some merch, right? Yeah, you know, and if you buy it on specific times, you can get a 25% off. Make sure you tune in every Tuesday night on NXT. Uh, there you go. All right, <laughs> at AJ Francis 410 is how you follow him on all social medias. He is the main event. 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 AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank, a.k.a. Who Hotter Than Top Dollar. Not, not. There you go. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. You know, hey, but funny thing, I I realized the other day. You know why not not is is fantastic. Uh, it's be, it's because it's grammatically incorrect. Correct. I, and, and I I've been waiting. Two, I want you to get Johnny in Gargano two in a few different languages. Great. That's two a, different languages. One hundred percent. Yes. It's it's it doesn't work in any way, and yet it completely works. It it's, completely works. Yes. Yeah. Couldn't you imagine Gargano coming down and saying, just like being flabbergasted? That doesn't make sense. Yep. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even make sense. All right. Yeah. See you, All buddy. Right, 
it's uh, AJ. AJ checking in with us for picks here this week. Uh, I think we're good. I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. Um, let's get some plugs in. Wrap up. Oh, yeah. Before we wrap up, just really quickly, what did you think of Raw? How they handled the the new the you know that match, the main event. What like first of all, I thought Raw overall was a big improvement from from yeah. what we've seen in the past. But that specifically, what did, what did you guys think of that? I mean, one of those something there is it's a low bar, but um, well, th- not that good, part. I'm talking specifically house, about this. It was a, it was a good house show Raw. I yeah, mean, I it was it was smart to do that because it made it seem like. It was like the smoke and mirrors to it was like the even better house show raw, right? Like it was like, okay, we how many times can we do something with Drew McIntyre and something with Bobby Lashley and something with Sheamus and something okay, now we have Roman and Big E on here. They start by the way, I do have to give them credit. They actually did this as a story, even if it's a a, a small one that might connect later on down the line but they i i was really happy with the way that this went from smackdown to raw and it all made sense and it didn't seem like something that was just thrown together because biggie had been teasing paul Heyman for weeks and weeks and i i just really liked the way this all came together even though it's ultimately a house showy kind of match it's all the people we want to see they did it in a way that wasn't just like, oh, guess who's fighting on Raw? Like, they actually told a little story with this. Um, so, in that sense, I got I got to give them credit for making the show interesting. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it hasn't been. And, I'm with um, that. And, and so, yeah, I, I liked it. Although, I, I, I would hear you if you say, of course, they did some kind of you know, Bobby Lashley interfering. and But then we got to see Big E, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns, yeah. the, which the is also thing, fucking ridiculous. The only <laughs> thing I'd nitpick is, like, I would have liked to see Big E win one of those matches. Like, I'd, it, it didn't bury him. It didn't hurt him in any way. But I would have liked to see that coming off a title win, getting a win in one of those I don't matches. disagree with that, by the way. I don't... I, I think that matters. Um, how much it matters, I don't know. But I think it matters. And Particularly when you have Lashley in there. Right. Who can clear? Who can take the pin? Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. The other thing that I would say too is that I am more interested in the. This goes back to the eternal conversation we've always had. That um, you know how how will all of the parties involved handle all of this? It's it's very clear that they've made decisions the last couple of weeks. Fearful about football. It's very clear. Like okay, so we did the championship match one week. Now let's throw Roman Reigns over there. Like the football is going to. There's still going to be football games the so next 15 weeks. So, how many times can you do a super match? That's sort of like how many more gimmicks can you can you come up with in order to make it work? And you got the draft in two weeks. So, so like, but is the draft alone enough? Right? Like, I guess because well, you're, you're you're promising probably everyone on both rosters. Yeah, so, that's true. Know. That's fair. Like that that'll help. There's no doubt. Hey, I I give them credit for actually trying to make the show interesting. Though. I don't I I hear you. Right, I hear in you. In previous years, this is when we would get they just like, roll over and play dead. I get it. Tags. Yep. You know what I mean? I get it. I just I'm I'm interested in also whether the answer really does become we're going to go back to the table with all of the networks and beg them to agree to sharing time. And somebody would say, "Hey, isn't that great? It makes the shows better." And it does, but also keep in mind it 
it puts less people on the shows. Like you can't get around that. That, that means show. Roman is main eventing both shows. Correct. Like, like that's that's the reality of the circumstances when you do that. So well, well, hold on. I will say this: the last time they did this, there still was an unofficial. This guy's on SmackDown. This guy's on Raw with those level of people. Right. And and then when they when of course they would tell stories which required them to be on the other show, but for the most part. You're Ro- like, let's say, you know, Biggie and Roman, let's say those are the two champions. For the most part, like, you knew which show that person was mostly on. And, but the problem was the mid card. With the mid card, they would just have AJ Styles on every fucking show, or they right. would have the Usos on every show, or the New Day were on every show, and Charlotte was on every show. It's insane to call her mid card, but you know what I'm saying. Like, there were certain people that, that, maybe weren't in the title match but they were doing something else that were particularly like the tag teams and stuff would be on every single show well, doing the, the same they would do, yeah and, and the workers the exact the Dolph Zig- yeah the Dolph Zigglers the you know the yes, guys you know you can just plug guys, in and do a 15 minute match here yeah they would be on every single every single show and you're like well what's really the point of that right right um it, like in the case of um in the case of uh I'm trying to remember who it was. There was someone that was so ridiculously, maybe like a Randy Orton. There was someone who was so ridiculously overexposed that we almost started like disliking them. And I don't, I don't remember who it was, but we were just like, oh my God, how many times can this yeah. person wrestle? I do vaguely you remember know? that too. I do vaguely remember that. Um, so that's the negative, right? Well, that's part of it, but it is also like it's, it's less, it, there will inevitably be less time for other people on the roster like that's just the way that we like you can't you can't ignore that now they don't have as crowded a roster it's not the same problem that exists in AEW when you have 6,000 people on your roster um it's not that but inevitably that's the way it goes like it is harder to have consistent storylines when you decide hey these six people are going to have to be focal on every show I, I and I don't even know right like I don't know if that's what this is going to look like it just seems like they are they feel really in, enslaved is not the right word. I don't want to use that term, so I'm sorry. I was starting to say it. and I, they, they owe something to NBC to not just punt in the fall. And if they do that, then they owe something to Fox. Because if they say, we're going to put Roman Reigns on Raw, then Fox is going to turn around and say, what are we going to get? Like... We're the place where you go to see Roman Reigns. So now what are you doing for us? And so you have to make everybody whole. It will be interesting to see how that plays out. And it's one thing to say the top stars will be on all shows and will just pop up sporadically. Okay, that that might work, but does it work for 17 weeks? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, it appears as though they are... It, the answer might very well be that we don't see a Raw Championship match on a pay-per-view until the Royal Rumble. Like, that that that's sort of the gimmick part of it. Hey, we're going to have a championship match at pay-per-views. We're just not going to have a Raw Championship match at pay-per-views. We're going to do those on Raw. And we'll do it that way because we need people to watch Raw right now when football season's going on. Like, I, those are the types of things that interest me moving forward is, is what that looks like if they really are truly all season long going to attempt to attack Monday Night Football the way that they have for the first two weeks. So, we'll see. All right, uh, Aaron, get your plugs in. 
Uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Of course, watch or listen to The Nightcap, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, which just got on YouTube TV, so check it out, Sling Fubo. And uh, if you have the Xfinity channel, you can, uh, or the Xfinity uh, cable package, you can check it out on the VEASAN app there. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at the AOster. Brandon. So we just opened up some tickets for some sold-out shows because there's some people that don't like uh, vaccines. So uh, make sure you get your vaccine. If you like live music, you need to get your vaccine or you're not going to be able to enjoy live music at almost every venue uh, in America. Uh, so, yeah, we Leon Bridges this Sunday, the 26th. Yeah, Brandon and I are going to be Brandon and I are going to be there. Brandon and <laughs> Glenn I... will be there. Um I will be at Firefly, which is where I am right now in Dover, Delaware. Um, also, tickets available for Firefly. So if you hear this and you want to run up to Dover, um, Lizzo's playing on Sunday. Glenn, I think you yeah, I am the her. biggest Lizzo fan. Um, and you really, I got to be Megan honest with you, Stat- you've never really thanked me for introducing uh, uh, you to Lizzo. Saturday, or Friday Night with the Killers. So <laughs> yeah. you're welcome. So, or I'm, I'm, I'm welcome. I yes, correct. Say. Yes, I should say you're welcome. You should say thank you. That's exactly the point. You should say thank you that I introduced so, you to Lizzo. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, the shows at Ramshead, Leon Bridges, the 26th, which is this Sunday. There's more tickets now available for the previously sold out show with New Found Glory, Less Than Jake, which is um, two of my favorite bands ever. Um, lots of fun there Saturday night in Baltimore. And uh, Manchester Orchestra, who just put out a really great record. Um, and also Foxing. There's a band called Foxing playing on that show that also put out a really great new record. That show's October 16th. And that show has been sold out for months. And we just opened a few tickets up. Nice. So go to RamsHeadLive.com, at RamsHeadLive on Twitter, um, at RamsHeadLive on Instagram. There's more shows being announced next week. Glenn, I think you know about one of them. Ooh. Um, big sh- so there's a big show being announced next two big show I think two maybe one so follow those accounts and I am always of course at Brandon Linton on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio GlennClarkRadio.com for me and if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan come out and join us Tuesday night with Tyus Bowser at the Bowman in Parkville that's where we will be for Brandon for Aaron and for the main event then Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben chopping out. Chopping out. I think we should listen to uh, Nigel McGinnis again. I was going to say F not swearing. <laughs> that was going to be my point, but sure. F not swearing. Uh, <laughs> but he swears. Hello, Aaron. This oh. is Nigel McGuinness. Let's be honest. Oh, that fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel's so just breaking the rules.